And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Thanks to all our sponsors. Man, they lined up for this trip, and we have loved it from New Orleans. And uh, that's also the home of a great Baylor Bear, uh, Jeff Ireland, joining us now uh, on uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. have known Jeff for many years, dating back to his time with the Cowboys. We once uh, walked the same campus, but I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if Jeff and I were in the same classes. I think he was in tougher classes than I was. Jeff, uh, uh, hello to you, and uh, it's fun that the Bears have returned to uh, uh, your adopted hometown now, uh, New Orleans. Absolutely. It's great to have him back. I was in practice yesterday and got to see a, uh, a lot of energy on the football field there at Tulane Stadium, and uh, it was good to have him back in town. All right, now you have to uh, put on your reporter's cap. Tell us kind of who who was moving well, who was uh, cutting this way. No, I won't ask you to do that, but uh, I, I love it when you put your scouting hat on. I mean, first of all, Dave Aranda is a fascinating character. I, I think you would have to agree with me that he and Lane Kiffin perhaps are, uh, what would we call that, a dichotomy. They, they are, those are different human beings, both uh, entertaining. Polar, what we call <laughs> polar opposites, Matt. <laughs> I think that I think that is uh, I think that is tr- I think that's a fair assessment. Now, your um, uh, your time getting to know Aranda a little bit. This guy comes across as uh, very very uh, cerebral, and and obviously he was sort of known as a defensive guru. What have been your uh, your takeaways from from some of the conversations you've gotten to, to have with Dave, and then just observing his team? I've gotten to be very close with Dave over the last, uh, I would say, 36 months. Um, Jeff, he talked to the team um, last May, and we text uh, on a regular basis. Um, now, when he was at the coordinator at LSU, I got to know him probably pretty well there, and that's really where our relationship kind of started, although I called on him prior to that. Uh, he is, he is uh, reserved. Uh, he's not one that's going to um, go out of his way to have, you know, small talk. He's, uh, he's very smart. Uh, it looks like he's three steps ahead of you in his thought process. Um, you know, when I was talking to him yesterday, he had, you know, he said hello. I said, hey, I'm going to call you after the season. I got a couple ideas I want to throw by you. You know, it's like it's no pleasantries there at all. It's just like he's three steps ahead of you. He's thinking all the time. And I think that's a little bit of his personality is that he's always thinking and that he's not – he's in the moment, but yet he's two steps ahead of the moment thinking about the contingencies that uh, that he's got to be thinking about. And that's just a sign of a great coach, in my opinion. Did you wonder if uh, when the LSU job came open, you knowing and, and getting to know that program from having worked in New Orleans now for several years um, – did you think that Aranda might be involved? I mean, his name started coming up with some of these other jobs, but you know, you know how Dave is. He just kind of the whole time said, "Hey, I, that's that's not really for me." He said, "Baylor seems like the good fit." You remember two years ago, we were worried like crazy that we we're going to lose Matt Rule, and in fact, we did lose Matt Rule. It just seems like, and again, I don't I don't fault Matt for that at all, but it seems like Dave's wired a little differently. Do you get the sense that he? that he kind of understands that he has a really good deal at, at Baylor. Well, I think he does. Number one, Baylor's a great job. Uh, and I think Dave knows that. And, you know, Dave, 
Dave is not, uh, you know, I, look, I, I don't know him intimately like this maybe, but maybe the thought is that, hey, look, I'm I'm still developing as a coach, and, and before I just go off and take another, you know, one of these big other, you know, SEC jobs or something, maybe he say, hey, look, this is the job for me. I want to grow this. I gave my word to Mac and the Baylor fans that I'm going to grow this thing, and by God, I'm going to do it. And, um, and But, yet, you know, maybe on the other side, he's thinking, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not going to take a job until I'm truly ready for it. I don't, I don't know if he's thinking that way, but um, I just think he's a man of integrity, a man of, uh, of great thought, and um, it's not surprising that if it was offered to him, which I don't know if it was, that he didn't take it, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, but I certainly – I know from the media circles that, uh, that are just, you know, uh, around here, uh, Dave Aranda was a hot name uh, in this area. Yeah, it's uh, it is remarkable. Jeff Ireland, uh, who's been a hot name for years in the uh, in the in you know as scouting circles and that kind of thing, cut his teeth with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. You cut your teeth even before that, I would say. You came by it naturally with your family being involved. Um, I want to ask you about a player from Baylor, um, and yeah. and uh, uh, Jalen Petrie has just been r- remarkable. You know his story. He was the one guy who didn't leave. Uh, it was kind of a holdover when Rule first took over, and and decided to stay. And it was a it, he's just ended up having an amazing career, and is up for that Thorpe Award. Uh, you know the the one that Thomas Everett won all those years ago before you got to Baylor. What do you make of him? I I, I guess for, you got to for, as an NFL scout, you got to go. Okay, what is this guy? Because at least in college, he's been a little bit of a hybrid player. Great pass rusher, very disruptive, TFLs, and then can obviously drop back in some coverage and get some interceptions. What do you think of Petrie, and how do you kind of project him at the next level? Well, I think, number one, he's a football player, and I think, you know, in 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 the scouting vernacular, whenever you use that, it's it's somewhat sarcastic, but yet – it means something when a scout says, man, he's just a football player. And it really encompasses everything. He's instinctive. He's tough. He's available. He's consistent. Uh, he can do a lot of things. Um, he can disguise coverages. He can um, – it looks like he's coming on a blitz and he's back in his own coverage, dropping in and making a pick. And, look, he's a great kid, too. I've been kind of following his career the last couple of uh, seasons and – um, had an opportunity to uh, speak to him, and and uh, he's a great young man. Whenever I'm even on campus, he he and he and a couple other players will, you know, they they just come up and they shake your hand, and uh, he's one of the first people that comes and greets me, and whether I'm scouting or speaking to the team. And um, but look, he's he's not the biggest, and he's not going to be the the fastest or or the strongest, but. I'll say it again. He is just one great football player that uh, I think a lot of teams in the National Football League have their eye on. And uh, you know, looking forward to getting to know him a little bit better at the at the Senior Bowl and you know the Combine and you know when you get a really good chance to sit down and really get to know the kid from a, a little bit more intimately and, and personally. All right, uh, and there's another player that uh, has, I mean, this Apu Ika. Is, is just a, a monster in the middle. You remember a few years ago, you gave me an, an interesting phrase. I think you call it like a trash can full of dirt. 
or something along those lines when we were talking about Bravion Roy, who was uh, a big guy. I guess Ika is a different player in the sense that may have a little more athleticism and, and certainly has a little more size when it comes to his height. What um, does that phrase fit him, or how would you how would you break this guy down? Because uh, obviously this guy's got some uh, amazing talent. Yeah, look, you know he's he would certainly fit that as well. You know, usually you you, uh, if, you if you're going to be a trash can full of dirt, you got to be around six foot tall and about three ten. I think Ika's a little bit bigger than that, taller than that, longer than that. Um, you know, but he's athletic and. Uh, but he's, he's got some traits that I think some teams are going to like for sure. And um, But but certainly, uh, almost red and red light there, Matt. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But uh, I'm driving yeah. home here, but uh, all good. Uh, but, yeah, so – but but you got to be six foot 300 to be a trash can full of dirt. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time talking to me has gotten you in trouble. It is uh, Jeff Ireland uh, joining the Matt Bosley Show ESPN Central Texas, and uh, Jeff has uh, uh, been with the New Orleans Saints now for several years as the assistant GM, heads up a lot of their college scouting and heads up a lot a lot of what they do. Jeff, what a strange year it's been for the Saints. I mean, there have been some highs, there have been some lows, there's some COVID stuff that's, I mean, it's really, really hard to control. Uh, you sit here with a, uh, you know, coming down the stretch. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it a couple of weeks ago you – you take down the the high flying uh, the Bucks nine to nothing. I mean, it's unheard of. Uh, is this one of the strangest um, seasons you've been a part of in the NFL? Well, these last two seasons have been really strange, but this one uh, probably tops my 27 year career. Only the fact that uh, we've just kind of been up and down. We've we've set an NFL record for most uh, different starting lineups, 56 different starters. Um, we had 22 players on COVID. Uh, we've had during the season we've had 15 coaches on COVID, um, and then uh, you know these have, and we have a lot of injuries as well. So it's just you know look, it's it's a testament to our uh, our great coach uh, Sean Payton and our coaching staff. And look, I'll, I'll pat ourselves on the back. It's a testament that uh, got a pretty good roster that we've been able to survive and still be in the hunt. Uh, this late in the season, um, we've got some we got some work uh, left these next two weeks. Um, my good friend Matt Rules coming in town, and uh, we got to take care of business this weekend versus Carolina Panthers, and and then finish up in Atlanta. So, uh, but it has been a strange year, Matt. All right. Well, I mean, it would be fun just to stay right here, watch you guys. But uh, you know that team I've covered for years that you used to work for. I've got to race back to be at that game at uh, 3 o'clock uh, against Arizona. Uh, y'all played the Cowboys a few weeks ago. I, I, I just, um, this Micah Parsons has gotten a lot of attention, and uh, he is a, a guy that uh, may end up being he, not only rookie of the year, he could possibly be even under the in the consideration for play, defensive player of the year. Um, what, did you, what did you think of Parsons coming out of Penn State, and, and, and are you surprised that he's, playing at this type of level this quickly um, well from an athletic standpoint I'm not surprised um, the fact that he was an opt-out in uh, in 20 um, and didn't play and then and then gets drafted so he really coming out of a, a year where he didn't play football and then to have the kind of year that he's having this year 
really kind of unheard of, to be honest with you. Uh, he's had a terrific year. He's an unbelievable talent. Not only is he fast, but he's long and big and really, really smart as a football player. Uh, not surprising he's getting all the attention. He deserves it. He's, uh, he's been a dominant player this year. All right, and your teammates at Baylor back in the day, um, if they had have had name, image, and likeness, Jeff, um, who do you think would have cashed in on that the most? I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Big Cat, thinking about Santana, uh, thinking about JJ. Uh, you know, was not a shy guy. JJ uh, to this day, very vocal. In fact, when I said you were going to be on with me today, JJ wanted to know where I was broadcasting from. He was going to crash the party. Um, who, who, which of your teammates would have been the best in IL? Who would have made the most money? Well, it, it had to be Big Cat. You know, goodness gracious, he's got more personality than than anybody. And Santana, those two together would just been they'd have had, they, they would have taken it for the whole team. They would have just they would have taken it and not shared at all. They would have just taken it. <laughs> so. They might have said, hey, come down for a free beer, but uh, they'd probably charge you entrance. <laughs> All right, Big Cat needs to hear that. Uh, he will have uh, made his way into town probably by now. You never know about uh, Santana. Santana likes to watch from afar, but Big Cat will be right in the middle of it. Jeff, did they ever ask you to be in something called the Action Singers? I heard Mike Welch uh, said to me recently that he was a member of something called the Action Singers, which must have been some of the athletes involved in a singing group did that uh, was that ever an invitation you uh you were extended no you did not want to hear me sing Matt. okay all right no, you were not, not yeah no doubt about that all right well you're uh your old friend dave wetzel still uh singing to the lord he leads all chapel services and uh get, man's good with his guitar and all that kind of thing he's a, a man of many talents yeah and a great man, what a good person he was. He was as oh, mean and tough and, and dependable on the field and as nice and uh, as endearing as and off the field. So uh, if you talk to him again, please give him my best. Oh, I'll tell Mike that. Yeah, in fact, uh, if they'd had targeting back then, I'm told uh, Mike would not have fared well. He, he might have left a few of those games, Jeff, but uh, uh, they, they did not have that back then. Mike, uh, Mike did not mind, you know, hitting you up, up high a little bit. But uh, you're right, though. He's a great guy, and uh, it's uh, it's been fun getting to know him a little bit here recently. Hey, Jeff, uh, uh, good luck for the Saints. Is y'all finished down the stretch? And then uh, are you going to be able to uh, be in the building um, for the uh, Sugar Bowl? Yes. Yes. Oh, Our good. Uh, personnel department's got a suite, and uh, we'll be watching from uh, – uh, from above and uh looking forward to uh watching baylor um come home with a victory all right jeff if you'll give me the number of that suite off air i'll uh, drop by and i'm sure some of the guys would love to see me and, and hear some of my opinions absolutely of course okay all right there he goes uh, thank you jeff hey, always fun catching up with you and it's fun to keep coming back to new orleans because it means we get to talk again that's right oh. that's right man hey, thanks for having me on I go bear. you bet you bet. Sickum Bears, he says. It is Jeff Ireland, the uh, assistant um, general manager for the New Orleans Saints and was a kicker for the Bears. And, in fact, uh, Lark, when they beat uh, Colorado, mm-hmm. 
uh, defending national champion Colorado that year. Mm-hmm. It was Jeff Ireland who uh, who connected from. Uh, you think my family would know I was on the air? Uh, but he connected, I think, for a 47-yard field goal, and that was the uh, deciding factor. Of course, uh, Santana had the big block in that game, but right. what a win for the Bears. Absolutely. 1991, yeah. and we thought that team, that team was like six in the country at some point, and, uh, and, then, and then things got away. Things got away.